So everyone is, you've been drinking. Plenty of people have been buying you drinks. Everyone's in good spirits because finally they figured out we can beat this game. It's not just a constant slew of people dying. Look at these people, they even leveled up. Like, so they're just really excited. Drinks are coming, food is coming. You're very happy that it turns out that you can get drunk in this game. And let's just uh, jump into it. I know, <clears throat> this is Houndman. I know everyone, <clears throat> I know everyone always says this, but I love you guys. Uh, Akihiko, who's probably a little farther down that drunken scale than everyone else, is probably just like leaning on the table and becomes slightly more cat-like, like bending of the back of the tail higher in the air, hearing the words, I love you, come from Houndman. Obviously, they were meant for him. Um, as he just says, really? I love you, too. Yeah, when you, when you, when you fight with, when you, when you dance with death, oh, the bonds, the bonds we all form. Oh, so what, what are you, what are you going to do with all your money? Yeah, pay off student debt with it. We're going to fight. Fight injustice, pay off student debt. Yep. Uh, I'm going to get more magic stuff. That too. Magic seems cool. Mmm. Magic is real. I'll be right back. I need another drink. Mmm. Mmm. I think Morgan is going to notice that she's still wearing the finger necklace. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of like drowsily look up after Houndman has already left and go... I'm gonna buy a lot of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any teeth, but buy some toothpaste. Hello, everyone. Hello. I didn't. I didn't know they made bird toothpaste. Uh, hi. Uh, hello, preacher. Oh, you're all still alive. What a wondrous day. I'm off work now, so I'm just. Oh, well, this is my favorite eatery. Eateries of Fun word. It's our favorite drinkery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you the ones who destroyed the chimera. Yeah. Yes. We did. How lovely. I'll order you a round of drinks. It looks like you're not quite there yet. No, not yet. That would be lovely. I don't know where there is, but maybe I should go. I do have a very serious question. Has anyone seen my glasses? Because apparently I roll up a character that has really bad fucking vision. And I'm gonna say this out of character, my glasses are like on top of my head right now. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, I can't apparently see without them. And everyone is just a bunch of colorful blurs. Oh, well, let's look on the floor. Tail just like waggling in the air. <laughs> Wait a minute, you. Uh, I got my drink. You got you have you can make whatever body you want, and you said I want my eyes not to work. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't realize <laughs> there was a slider for that in character creation, and I didn't pay attention, or maybe I took it all the way to I want shitty eyes. So Morgan's gonna see Akihiko looking on the floor, and she's gonna look around and see just a random patron with glasses, mm -hmm. and take them and go here, try these ones. Hey. Those are my glasses. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> Can you see? Can you see now? Mm. Yeah. No? Do the colors have lines now? 
Just a little bit more. You have to color inside the lines. Maybe it's just all the things. Oh. Well, then we should get you sober. I thought I chose Dragonborn. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I didn't I didn't realize I chose Kobold. Oh. I mean, but you're still, like, the, the like, super, super cool and, like, yeah. pretty. Yeah. And, like, I want to touch your face with my face. Hey, you're kind of a badass. Yeah, we voted. You're, like, 70% hot. Oh, wow. 70%. That's not bad. I knew a guy. He was so gorgeous. They took this bear trap right to his face. Not a looker after that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> was, he, was he alive after that? Wait, I was going to say, is he still a liver after that? Oh, oh yeah. You, you, the human body is amazing. I, I want... So there, you know when someone falls, right? Yeah. Like off a building? A really big one? I haven't done it myself, but yes. Normally they splat. It's like, uh-huh. a, it's like a watermelon. I knew this guy who lived. <laughs> Went fell right onto a car, and I figured, well, they do that in movies. Oh, man. Everything was broken, but they lived. But at what cost? Was he Jason Bourne? Oh, no. I never heard that kind of scream come from a human before. I can imagine what that sounds like, actually. Oh, you're tough. <laughs> no, no, I was in the hospital next to someone who was dying, and that was a very loud day. Why didn't she get a different room? Yeah, that was a great question. Moving me was, like, hit or miss at the time, because of my condition was really bad. So they were like, yeah, we gotta just keep you still. And I made really good friends with 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 grandpa he was really nice uh but then just like he took a turn for the worst and then it was just like a good like i've never heard someone scream that long before he had a pair of lungs on him that was your grandpa (laughs) no i called him grandpa i was eight he was like 73 sounds horrible did it sound like a wilhelm scream yeah Think of, like, think of Wilhelm getting tortured. Yeah, I can think of that. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Anyways, it looks like Loon's over there doing body shots. Let's go join him. What's a body shot? And just sees Loon. Oh, that's interesting. Are we going to do body shots off of you, Mr. Houndman? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Akihiko promptly passes out from the blood flow. <laughs> blood sprays into the air as you fall back. As Hanman's navel is revealed. <laughs> and that's where we'll end that scene.
Welcome back to another episode of Carcosa Online, the very serious podcast where we have very serious moments. We are here for the Pathfinder edition. I am your GM for the evening. My name is Lucas. My pronouns are he, him. Let's go around the table. Marquise. Hi, everybody. I'm Marquise, sometimes known as Body Time Online, your internet ex-boyfriend. I am here playing Akihiko, the Catboy Magus, who is just discovering that he has a body that has uh, human functions. Both of our pronouns are he, him. Aubrey. Hello, I am Aubrey. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Mad Queen Cosplay, and I play Nisla, who is our local gunstigator, you know, medic, all-round, thinky person. And Cassie. Hi everybody, I'm Cassie. You can find me as Awesome Hylian across social media. I am playing Morrigan, our Talarian monk. Both of our pronouns are she, her. And Loon is off playing basketball in a semifinal match, so hope he does well. Semifinal? Yeah. That's exciting. Near the end. I have no reference for his height. Just like... Same. Yeah, I always I, thought Shen was short because Shen, Shen's always yeah, always has the microphone. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I can only see him from like the nose up. But if you play basketball and like you're in like that kind of uh, more professional league, like I feel like you got to be a little bit tall. Yeah, you got to be at least like, like between five ten, six two yeah. range. Yeah, generally. Yeah, he doesn't seem tall. I'll, I'll, so that's our next question for. Is that a thing? Can you have a tall personality? Tall person energy? Maybe. Yeah. Tall person. Like, I'm, a, I'm almost 6'3", you know? <laughs> really? Yeah. I never would have guessed. I'm, oh, I'm a big guy. There is something about seeing people just in Zoom calls mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I'm just like, I you're not taller than like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, you're my side. A. Morgan. For Vanessa, who was your role model growing up? Hmm. That's a good question. So the the basic role model of like you should you should follow this person would be the father. But obviously she doesn't want to really be like her father, so she would have leaned more towards like a coach as somebody to emulate as far as showing leadership, physical prowess, and general independence rather than the kind of cold, aloof power of her dad. Derek, tell me a time, one of the very few and rare times Victoria acted like a mother. It was probably when I was nine years old. And it was my birthday on that day. I had just watched a TV show where somebody was taking a bath in noodles. And I said to my mom that the only thing I want for my birthday is a big bath of noodles. She thought that this would be extremely hilarious. I came to realize that she was a little on the intoxicated side. And so a bathtub of noodles was had and I got to take a bath of noodles and we got to have a good laugh at my expense. And that was the one good memory I have, (laughs) Victoria. I feel like that would have some sort of therapeutic 
benefit in the sales pitch of like I don't know the soft I don't know just like something about some noodles. some guy getting a phone call he's like you want the noodle bath yeah oh for sure yeah I, I would it's think it's good, good for you it's good for the skin five noodle baths please all right Ryan tell me about the time you had to avoid a very annoying professor. God, it was probably one of her film professors in the school. Very much, maybe a bit of a broy film professor. She could be a little headstrong sometimes, and probably maybe ended up in more than one argument with him over things. And eventually it came to a point where Vanessa. she uh, tried to avoid seeing him outside of class at all, anywhere, until one time where she hid behind a hedge. It was bad. She was like walking, walking across campus, like talking with a friend, and then she spotted them, and she's not even thinking. She just bowled both of them over behind the hedge. <laughs> Classic. Love it. In the background, we see the Fremont Troll. Ryan is sitting near it, waiting for Fable to come back with coffee. We see her as she's outside of the game. Short red hair, tattoos and all. She looks up from something on her phone as Fable comes to sit next to her, holding two cups of coffee. One coffee for you, Sunflower. Black as night, just like you like it. Ryan grabs the coffee and eagerly sips at it. I love you so much. This day has been so weird, and I really needed this. She leans over against Fable as she continues to sip at her coffee. Well, I'm here now. Things are going to get better. You always make my days better. Sometimes I don't know what I would do without you. Like, I know that everyone says that this time of your life is for finding out who you are. But fuck if I know who I am. I'm just a recent college grad with a degree I have no clue if I'll use. I feel a little jealous of the fact that you seem to have everything together sometimes. Ryan. Ryan looks up at Fable. She puts her coffee down. I know that it isn't always glamorous with your job. You work really hard. But I'm still working at the same coffee shop I've been working at for years now. It... Feels like I'm stuck in place. Ryan. The world moves around me, but I don't move. Ryan, I need to tell you something. What? Baby, you're still in the game. Ryan starts to look freaked out. She looks around as the world she knows so well starts to melt and reform. She looks down to see a different form. The outfit of her character, the gloves on her hands, the gun at her hip. You need to wake up. And she wakes up in Carcosa. Alright, it's where we last left you all. You were just celebrating having a great time you just defeated the sub boss of the first floor everyone is hailing you as heroes you drank until you dropped last night and when you woke up no hangover the joy of digital bodies woohoo 
That's awesome. And you all went over and you're sitting down at the table, just grabbing some breakfast, excitedly talking to one another about how, one, it's awesome that you're not hungover, and two, you got all this money. And just as you're in mid-conversation, everything starts getting blurry. You grab onto the table, you're looking around, everything's slowing down, everyone else is dealing with the same thing, except for the Carcosians, the NPCs. You watch as person after person collapses down to the ground, and Derek and Vanessa, you both hear this beeping of medical equipment. You hear murmuring, the odd word of, no, make sure to keep the power on, it's in standby mode. You know, things like, all right, move them onto the stretcher. You can hear like these people talking and it's very muffled. It sounds like people are are talking to you and you have like your hands over your ears. But Ryan, you're hearing a cat. Yeah, that checks out. You're, it's purring and meowing. You hear someone go and like say like, oh shit. Like, you know, like something's falling. It's a voice you recognize. It sounds like Gale, Fable's boss. As they're going, okay, uh, well, <laughs> I don't, uh, move it here, I guess. And as uh, you can just hear all these sounds of things moving, this this cat uh, just purring right near your face. Alistair. And all of you then wake up. You're in a room with three beds. It's still in the tavern. You recognize the, uh, you know, the beds where you woke up before. You see the the windows looking out into Carcosa. You're on the second floor. The sunlight is shining through. It looks like the sun's a little bit higher now, probably more around 10 or 11, whereas before it looked like you must have woken up around 7 or 8. And all of you just feel... A little out of it, but you're all looking at one another. You're all just like laying on top of the sheets, like someone just kind of put your body there. I guess the Carcosans wanted us out of their way. <laughs> so they didn't just step over all of the unconscious people. It's really hard to serve drinks. <laughs> it's all economic. And at least they at least they put us back in their beds. <laughs> I think Akiko just like starts like clawing at his hair and just like tears are bri- starting the brimming of his eyes. As he just says, but I, but I was, but I wasn't there anymore. They didn't, they, I don't have to go back to the hospital. I don't have to go back. I don't, just starts like petting himself in his hair. I think Morgan's, she doesn't have super strong feelings about going back to the real world or anything. So I think she'll be fairly calm and introspective on kind of catching a glimpse, at least like relieved that she like her physical body is being cared for during this whole thing so honestly i think that the experience would be more relieving for her than anything yeah and i mean i think ryan is just sort of like laying there not really doing much just kind of staring at the ceiling and just being like and then eventually we'll like do the thing to open up the, the ui and see if the counts have changed in any way the count doesn't seem to have changed it seems like no players have died. You're just feeling a, a little... It's like you just woke up, right? Like, you're feeling a little groggy as, like, things are slowly starting to click in. So you hear 
the tapping at your window, the second floor window, and it's the sound of a, a fingernail tapping on it and scraping down. You glance over and you see a person, their skin looks tight on their face, their eyes are yellow like irises. When they smile at you, these dry, cracked lips start to bleed a bit. They have a few teeth here and there. They have this greasy gray hair, it's very long, as they put another finger up with like a, a broken yellowed fingernail as they tap on the window. I reach for my gun. Yeah, Akiko grabs the staff and is just like, in an attempt to forget what just happened, would love to go kill something. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Excuse me. Excuse yourself. Yeah. This is our window. You missed your appointment. Oh, oh, the mayor. Are you the mayor? Their fingers go underneath the window that was just barely open for a little bit of a breeze as they're pulling it up. Some of the skin scrapes off of their hand. A little bit of blood starts pouring down as they lift it up. They're staring at all of you, eyes unblinking. As they lift the window up, they crawl and just sort of force their body through. Here are a few cricks and cracks of bones in a body too old as they lower themselves down onto the floor and stand back up. Are we on the second floor? Yes. Okay. So they were like floating outside of our window, like Salem's Lot style. Like, let me in, Billy. Seems that way. I am the mayor of Carcosa. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. You're too ugly to be anything other than a boss of an area. That was harmful. Your visage is harmful. <laughs> mean. I was made aware that you wished to meet with me at 8 a.m. I don't even remember who we gave our names. How'd you find us? I am the mayor. That doesn't answer my question. Okay. Uh. No, no. If you replace the word mayor with, like supernatural serial killer, it makes perfect sense. Akihiko says out loud. Yeah, can we just call you Striga? <laughs> Are you a ghoul? They smile right at you, Morgan. Some have said that word to me before. I understand you have a complaint about our guards. Oh, yeah, so when the skeletons attacked us yesterday, all the guards were kind of just, like, shut down. Mmm. Inactive. Useless. Sacks of flesh. Yes. 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 Accurate. Well, there's something we can do about that, I suppose. How sentient does this person seem? They're wandering around the room a little bit. Every time they go to talk to you, their head snaps very quickly in your direction. And then they look back. They're, like, lifting the, the paintings on the walls to see if there are things behind them. Kicking a little bit at, like, a table that's in there. Just, they, they seem to be just looking around almost childlike. Derek, do not be worried. The rest of you heard the mayor say Akihiko. Um, Akihiko, like, 
immediately stiffens and like looks at the two of them and doesn't see that they've like reacted. You know what? Let's find out. Let's see how calm he is in this particular <laughs> moment. <laughs> Still with some saving though for himself. Uh, 20 plus 7. Oh, okay. I think that he just, like, he, take, he notices that at the same time, and he tries to relax, but then, like, there's a, a reel running through his head of, like, can you hear my thoughts, and how real are you? You don't need to be worried. I'm just a civil servant. I'm here for the people. I've been elected every <laughs> year landslide really wait can can we run to be mayor he, akiko says out loud you can try but the people do love me after all okay. now these guards we do need them monsters get into the town from time to time you see the dungeon doesn't really have a door yeah we did notice hostile creatures in the city and they did nothing hundreds of people died yes that was because of our useless captain of the guard they stole something important you're the heroes that have defeated the chimera perhaps you can go retrieve this item bring our guards back to full strength we wouldn't want somebody harming you when you fall back asleep like you did. Who's gonna harm us? You? <laughs> it's like a threat. Did you put us here? I did no such thing. I believe it was a Bernard. The, the cleric? Yes. They live up to their name, I'm afraid. So, um, what is this item that we need to get, and where did the guard captain take it? Mm-hmm. It's the teeth of command. They are dentures that one would wear, and using them, the other guards will listen, but when they leave the city, unfortunately, our guards are a bit useless. If you could retrieve these teeth, I could devise a way to make sure this doesn't happen again. Akihiko goes through, like, the five stages of grief before finally settling on acceptance, looking at the mayor, and then looks at his party members. Are we okay to go get the teeth? Mr. Mayor, I don't have any particular objections to helping you in this situation, but do you have anything to offer us besides your threats? for retrieving these dentures. Hmm. I've only spoken of possibilities. But yes, if you retrieve these lovely chompers, I can look into maybe setting up a little something for you. Uh, the townsfolk and I can pitch in. Excellent. Wonderful. Oh, uh, you know, service with a smile. <laughs> They smile. I don't want the mayor to smile, please. <laughs> <laughs> a little more blood dribbles down their chin. I think that, like, the horridness of the image aside, Akihiko is truly just absolutely suspicious of this character. And 
makes it known both on his face and his thoughts to this person that like I am doing this for you to keep us safe, but at the same time, I will find out about you. Oh, so you're just thinking this kind of thing? Uh-huh. Okay. They are lifting up a cup, and they're they're looking through the water towards the window as they a little bit of their blood is dripping into the water inside the cup. They set it down. Mm. Well, yes. I believe you'll have to go back into that beloved dungeon of yours. <laughs> There's a spot I can show you on a map. They hold their hand out. I can point to it for you. We have a map? I don't have a map. When you open up your menu, you do see there's a map there. And it shows the the first floor. It shows a lot of what you've explored. A lot of it is grayscale, but it's green where you've walked. You've walked into the swamp. You went to that main tree. They take this gnarled finger and they point at what appears to be runes. Like just, you know, an old broken down city that's not too far away. Around here is where the captain of the guard was seen. Kirk, I believe their name is. Do you have a picture? An image? They are a human. They have a long brown hair. I believe they're trying to grow the idea of a, of a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Akiko absolutely cackles at that insult. They they are wearing uh, the the guard armor, so studded leather is what most of our guards are outfitted with, and they have a green cape. Okay. 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 Whisper mustache, long brown hair, green cape, guard outfit. This may be subjective, coming from the parties that we're speaking to. Um, how hot are they? Oh, they're a looker. I'll say that much. Damn it. Why does evil always gotta be gorgeous? We have to have hot, complicated people as well as hot dummies. <laughs> I will also take this time to designate uh, to replace the sub-boss in my uh, pursuit of lead with this shady guardman. Alrighty. The shady, toothless guardman. Well, no, this guardman, you know, that we have to go find with the, the, the idea of a mustache. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing dentures. Yeah. He should be oh, toothless. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, not necessarily. It's one of the requirements of the captain of the guard. They have their teeth removed. Oh my oh god! No. The pay is really good. I would hope so. Benefits, well, you don't really need dental anymore. Wow. You just really selling this position to... I might want to become captain of the guard. The spot's just open at the moment. <laughs> dripping with sarcasm. I, I have a question. Are the dentures special looking at all? Are they made of anything odd or do they just look like teeth? Uh, they're brass. You'll you'll know. Yeah, you, when you see a large set and it, it has the, the wired frame to sit on the gums. We are literally going to rob a, a man of his grill? We are. <laughs> we are. The teeth themselves are very well made, but it's been some time when they sit inside a mouth, so... Clean them, great. Uh, are they magic? They must be magic, yes? They would, they would detect as magic? Yes. Great. That'll be helpful. Okay, um... If anybody else has anything else they want to say, uh, I can't be here anymore. I'm gonna go wait. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go see if they have coffee. Yeah. Uh, Akihiko firmly stands in place. <laughs> Just like staring down the mayor. <laughs> or trying to. The mayor is probably not interested in holding eye contact. Not at all. They, uh, they're looking around. They like lift the sheets up as soon as you get off the bed as they're looking at it. Hmm, interesting. I don't know what you are, but you are more than simply a collection of ones and zeros. I would hope I'm a little more interesting than that. They go back to the window and lift it up. They turn their head almost 180 degrees, just a slight bit off, as they're crawling through the window and slowly turning their body around, just maintaining eye contact. And the mayor crawls out. Akihiko will also maintain eye contact, refusing to be dominated by this disturbing display of necromancy (laughs) in his presence, but will just firmly close the window with his pole, because he's not touching that window with anything but it, (laughs) as he walks downstairs to his uh, compatriots. Probably a good idea. There's blood on that windowsill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, pieces of skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like, peeled, like, when you're, like, peeling a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. We gotta, we gotta burn that window. <laughs> just, like, black swan. Just, like, just... <laughs> Listen, we will get a new room or a new tavern. Like, I don't care either one. We can burn this one to the ground and make it. Yeah, there a new were one. like four other ones, so. Yeah. Yeah. Off to the NRD Cucumber. Greetings, there, travelers. It's me. Wing of a gimbal, famous name bad, and welcome back to the In the Seven Dice. Oh, season two, or day two, however you want to look at it. Oh, how time has flown, dear travelers. You've all grown so much. Uh, look at you, you've, you've grown inches, or feet, or centimeters, or, or uh, meters. Oh my god. Some of you've already grown two meters. Incredible. Oh, wow. So large. I'm proud of all of you. Look at you. You're still here. Oh, thank you, dear travelers, for coming on back and jumping back into our tale. I'm sure you were just chomping at the bit, wondering, Oh, what's going on, Wingover? I want to know what's going on with the story. But I do hope this was a a good welcome back. We have some more fun art goodies and whatnot coming up, which I do hope you'll enjoy. We've been working quite hard on those, and I know it's been a long time since you strolled into the Inn of the Seven Dies. Or maybe it's not. Maybe you're doing that binging thing people talk about. Uh, But we are glad to have you back nonetheless. Oh, dear travelers, it's been a while. How do we even do things anymore? I think I... Oh, I got some fan mail. Let me check it out. One moment. Travelers, my memory's a little fuzzy, so if I've already read you this piece of fan mail... Well, you're gonna hear it again. Here we go. Immersive storytelling. Charming cast and compelling campaign presence. Five stars. Just started listening to the new Escaping Carcosa campaign, and I'm loving the show so far. 
What a cool, unique concept to have two simultaneous campaigns showcasing different TTRPG game systems. The story is well-crafted and features immersive sound design and great music. Plus, both casts are a joy to listen to and play well off each other. Looking forward to seeing how the rest of this story plays out. It's from Wolfsbane via the Apparel Podcast in the United States of America. Thank you very much. I, th I think I've read this one before, but nonetheless, oh, what a lovely review. Thank you so much for that. Of course, we, we genuinely appreciate it. We do have another review here, dear travelers, but I'll save it for next time. A little bit of a, little bit of a fun thing to look into. If you too want to leave us a review, your thoughts and, and joys of this tale that we've been weaving together, then head on over to the iTunes, uh, or iTunes, as some like to pronounce it in the Underdark, and uh, leave us a review on there. Give us those sweet five stars. The algorithm is cruel when you don't. Also, we have plenty of reviews over on Spotify, although no one's allowed writing words for the reviews, but you can actually leave comments on each of the episodes. So if you're like, oh, I really love this one, I love that there was more we over to listen to. You could just go ahead and put that in there. Oh, what a joy, what a treat. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll read off some of those if we get some. And we're sitting at 49 five-star reviews, travelers, so bump us up to 50. Alrighty, but we got a... Uh, uh, oh, the Coast Radio! You can't forget about this, travelers. I know it's been a few months, but, you know... When I, I just kind of like went on vacation, and I swear every so often I thought I'd see the coast radio in a reflection, or I'd see it maybe like across the, the room when I was eating dinner, stuff like that. One time I thought I saw it in a tree, but there's no way, there's no way that it could have been following me. All right here, I know the trick to this, just a quick slap and a bang, and there we go. What would you do if I told you that the world is not what it seems? You're telling me that potato salad is the key to other worlds. Ha! It's not even the best side dish. And people are not who they appear to be. I don't know that we can trust Master Gouche. Well, I know for damn sure we can't trust Charles Edward Cheese. My name's not Mike. Where puns run rampant through the streets. The Global Adventurers Guild Master Enterprises will not stand for this. Well, it's gag me for sure, so I'm pretty sure they take everything on their knees, don't they? And it's hard to tell who the real monsters are. Well, yeah, it's a mimic, but I'm Francis the Lion. Three heroes. You have my sword. You have my kazoo. Oh God, my hip face off against three villains. Never again will they enslave me. We'll make damn sure of that. I'm Francis the Lion. We, we know. To keep the world of Euphray from ripping apart. This damn portal won't close. You tried turning it off and back on again? And Tim and Terry from getting even more screwed. They're totally werewolves. Yep, they're definitely werewolves. Holy shit, those guys are werewolves. Welcome to A Fool's Quest. A Fool's Quest can be found on all major podcasting platforms simply by searching A Fool's Quest. Oh, there's nothing like a cursed radio advertisement. Just warms your bones. Almost to an uncomfortable point, but you know, just you're still there in the comfort range. 
Oh, how lovely. But dear travelers, I'm sure you're eager to jump back into our tale, so let me not hold you here any longer. Let us dive back in, see what our dear adventurers are up to in the lands of Carcosa. Until next time, dear travelers, I bid you all adieu. So you are all going downstairs. You're looking for Loon, and <laughs> you don't see them. You look at the friends list, and Loon is still online, so they are still alive, which is good. And you see, like, everyone else. And it shows you that some people are already out in the dungeon. You see, like, Houndman is out in the dungeon at the moment. He just doesn't know how to stop. I mean, do we want to ask for anybody's help, or do we think we can just handle this on our own? Well, that depends. Are we going to kill this person for the teeth, or are we going to steal the teeth? Aren't even good at stealing? Uh... Do we want to try to steal the teeth? I would love to try to steal teeth. Okay. That sounds like the most interesting thing to do. Stealing teeth out of his mouth. <laughs> like, imagine if you could, like, if I steal these teeth out of his mouth, I could get to cement the beginning of a legend of, like, the great magical trickster. So good, he could steal the teeth out of your mouth. It does have a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. If we're just trying to steal, I don't think we need, like, a big party like we did for the boss, for sure. Yeah. But since Loon is missing again, what if we asked that other candle person to come with us? Amber Guardian? Yes. Sapphire? Or Sapphire Moon? Sapphire. No, Sapphire Moon is the streamer. Yes. Amber. Yeah. Amber. There we go. There was too many jewels going on in my head. <laughs> Minerals going around. Uh, yeah, we could ask Amber. I'm totally down. Get some more range. So you you go to access your friends list, and you can just telepathically message people through this. You know, you don't need to type everything out, which is so nice. And you see, like, a number of people are, like I said before, they are out in the field. Amber Guardian is in town, but when you you message and say something, there's just no response. Can we tell, like, where she is in town? I know, it just says in Carcosa. The other one says, like, dungeon level one. Akiko just types a hi to Houndman. Uh, everyone roll a perception. Oh, dear. Uh, 19. That is a 15 for me. 19. All of you notice there aren't really any other players in the tavern. You look outside the window, it's just Carcosians walking around. That's odd. There were a lot of people here last night. Oh, adventurers, you're awake. Would you care for some, I suppose, lunch? Uh, can we just get something for the road, please? Sandwiches for the road? Of course. And this, this dwarven man just like goes and walks behind the, the bar and starts preparing some sandwiches. Are we the uh, the only ones awake right now? I haven't seen any others. It it happened, right? Like we 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 passed out. We there was I heard hospital equipment. That happened, right? Yeah, I I heard beeping. I didn't know that it was hospital equipment. I just heard my cat, and then I heard my partner's boss, which is weird. Okay, um, we'll deal with that mystery once we get these teeth. Yeah. Okay. Compartmentalize, compartmentalize, compartmentalize. Compartmentalize, yep. Well, if everybody's missing, I guess it's just us. 
sandwiches are brought over to you. They're just wrapped in a bit of like wax paper. Oh, that'll be one gold piece each. Shoop. And when you look, you see you have a little notification on your, your different bar there as you reach access your menu and it shows that you're on this quest. And it says some lovely chompers with a quest name. <laughs> and it has the information like saying like you're you're off to go find the captain of the guard, Irk. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we're just gonna head off to the dungeon. Da 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 dungeon. Yeah. And like keeping an eye out for people. Yep. Because like if we're gonna go the whole way without seeing people, I think it's just going to be creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. So you're on your way towards the dungeon. You step outside and the sunlight is bright and beaming. Not too hot, but enough to make you kind of shield your eyes for a moment. Looking around, you don't really see much in the way of other players at first. You are walking. You see a lot of other Carcosians wandering around. You are starting to walk near the woods that are in the park. And you do see there are a number of passed out travelers like they're just some are leaning against trees like with the like sitting with their back up others are just sprawled out and you do see like their their hit points are full has like their name everything like you see all sorts of people you see there's one person they're like in a a long white robes they're passed out and they have like this uh this mohawk going on their name's dr juicy baby you're just wandering past all these people and you Start making your way down into the dungeon. It's strange, because the first time you came down here, everyone was fighting. There was all people were just traveling down here. There was so much movement. And now it's quiet. It's very quiet. As you're just going down these very long staircase, you look off in the distance and you see the runes that you're supposed to be going to. So you definitely see, like, okay, well, they're... They look like a bit of a walk. It's probably going to take us the better part of a couple hours to get there, but those are definitely the runes there. So we are once more going to dive into a set of dungeon traveling. So I need each of you to roll me 3d20 and add your attack bonus. The DC is 14. Okay. I have a 15, a 15, and a 17. Nice. 14, 13, 15. 15. 21, 21, 22. Alright, so you all succeeded. I'll have to make these DCs a little higher next time. So you all are traveling through, and you're you're used to these mobs. You've all leveled up. You're getting to use some of your fancy new abilities as you're just taking out these lizard folk that are trying to dr- uh, jump out of swamps near you, or they come out from these trees, and you're taking them down. Every so often, you do find an unconscious adventure. They're just laying there, but the monsters just seem to ignore them. They, like, step right over them as they're walking. And there some have, like, health bars that are midway, like they were clearly mid-combat, or some you know have full just wandering along you're seeing all of these as you're you're going through and your spoils of travel so you each are getting 31 gold pieces you find for the party there's two potions of minor healing and you do find uh, as you're taking down you fight this one particularly difficult lizard folk that was really just giving you a hard time and when they explode, there's this little item that first is glowing and it slowly settles down. 
Oh, that one. You find... <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> you find a top hat made out of people's hair. Is it immediately obvious that it's made out of people's hair? It's so obvious, and it has an item description, right? Like, when you select mm-hmm. it, it shows the description. It says, the hair of scholars. It says, a great many scholars have been donating their hair as they travel across the land to add to this hat, giving people an insightful bonus when determining an enemy's weakness. I don't know if I want to wear it. <laughs> uh, looks over at Nisla being like, I think this might be for you. I mean, I'll take it. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to wear it. <laughs> I don't really want to wear How much do I want to wear someone else's hair? It's a lot of people's hair. A lot of people's hair. What's the bonus, though? It's a plus two whenever you're rolling to uh, determine an enemy's weakness. Plus two to recall knowledge. And Akiko's just like, I I mean, I, you're probably much better at it than I am. Akiko's face is clearly giving away that just like the idea of this being on his head disgusts him to his core. <laughs> I, I will use the, like, I'll flip my parasol around. I'll take like the little crook of it uh, and pick up the hat and put it in my bag not touching it it just disappears into your bag as you close that staring a thousand yards away as you <laughs> put that bag over your shoulder i love that the response to the the hair hat is stronger than the finger bracelet there's just something about the idea of putting it of putting someone else's hair on your head and it's been woven into this this wonderful top hat. It, if it was a wig, I would probably feel a lot better about it than it was a hat. <laughs> yeah, like full wig, great, cool. If it's a wig, you'd just be like, yeah, no, this is weird, but... Listen, at least you all didn't get the skin suit. That one's a trip. <laughs> burned on sight. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no reselling, it's just burned on sight. <laughs> So, who wants the potions? I have four minor potions of healing already, so... I have three. I have three as well. We each take one? Yeah. Get our numbers up. That's what we're talking about. Numbers. Numbers! In this numbers game. That's what MMOs are all about. Numbers. Yes. My numbers are bigger than your numbers, and therefore my numbers win. So, small interjection here, since we just started traveling... Morgan's not going to say anything, but after hearing Akihiko talk about, you know, identifying the beeping as hospital equipment, seeing that there's not very many people around, and then all the adventurers are asleep, they are being ignored, she's going to have a thought. Like, we're on an adventure, so she can't super pursue it right now, but it'll come up again later of the fact that, or the theory, rather, that maybe... When we're hearing uh, where our real bodies are, the game is not registering that we're here. And so the monsters wouldn't aggro. And of course she has no idea if that's true, but it would be something that occurs to her as a possibility. And she's just going to keep it to herself for now. 
you're wandering through here and you're you're thinking about this as you're starting to pass by these broken down houses they look very old moss has already started growing over most of them there's some old stone walls that look like they may have been at one point a little boundary around this small town but it has long since eroded you see every so often there's a little tower that's like peering up here and there and they also look fairly decrepit but everyone rule me perceptions or survival whichever you prefer perception 24 that is a 16 for me a 19 for me so you all are looking around and you spot this little bit of smoke it's coming out from behind this one like little clearing you see like there's this old farmhouse you go around it and you see in the not too far distance there is a large tent set up there are you know trees here and there every so often there's a large tent you do see there are a number of bodies that are around the the campfire there they don't look like they're players at all it looks like these were part of the quest npcs something like that dead yeah looking they look dead um do we want to approach this silently yes preferably yeah it's time for stealth You'll watch is probably on one of those trees a little ways away from the, the tent. Akiko undoes the bow on the kimono and takes it off, uh, hanging it up. So basically he's just left in like the leotard and the pants as he just like kind of gets lower with his staff on his back. So what did everyone get? Got an 18 for my stealth. 15 for me. 16. Okay. So you're all slowly sneaking towards this camp. You see there are a few bodies here and there. They have... There's puncture wounds on a number of them. You're looking at them. Their veins look a little blackened in some areas where they're they're more shown, like on the wrists and stuff, and then the neck. And you see the fire itself is still smoldering a bit. Like, it hasn't been out too long. Suspicious. Akihiko is going to go to the side of the tent and is going to cast Detect Magic. So a 30-foot emanation of just the presence or absence of magic. So you are holding your hands out as you're looking. Your eyes light up as you take a look around the campsite. You don't see anything of magic other than the obvious things on you and your companions. And there's no magic coming from inside the tent? No. Just like ear to the canvas does he hear breathing moving talking make me another perception i'd love to 18 you hear chittering akihiko put his hand up towards his friends but without speaking makes hand motions of people and clacking inside of the tent but looking around does it seem like there were signs of struggle? Definitely. Okay. I also see someone wearing a green cloak. Do they look like the person that we're looking for? No. This person, they're clean-shaven, and it looks like the cloak itself has like a different emblem on it, not the one the Carcosian military is wearing. Okay. I will sort of step forward to like this closest person and like kneel down and take a look at the body because I have forensic acumen. Mm. So I get bonuses to figuring out how someone died. Perfect. 
Yeah, if you want to make me a medicine. That is going to be a 19. So as you're looking down at this body, you're seeing the black veins as Akiko is starting to look around the area for tracks. You definitely can tell that this person's been poisoned. They had so much shot into their body, and their blood was also drained from them. You're looking at the other people around, like quick cursory glances, you see there are puncture marks uh, on each of them as Akihiko, you're looking at the ground, and these are definitely prints, but they aren't footprints that you're used to. It's definitely something that had, you know, a a leg that would pierce the ground rather than set, uh, set down on it flat. And just as you're all starting to look over at one another, these large spiders start hissing. And that's where we'll end this one. I don't like big spiders. Spiders. Escaping Carcosa is brought to you by the Ballad of the Seven Dice Network. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Ballad of the Seven Dice. Supporting our Patreon helps us pay for the show such as hosting, equipment, and additional content for you to enjoy. Our Patreon is pay-what-you-want and contains behind-the-scenes updates, audio dramas, one-shots, and more. You can also head over to iTunes and Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Every review helps us fight against the horrors of the algorithm. Until next time, dear travelers, keep an eye out for the yellow sign.